Hey everyone, Bez here. Before we begin, I just want to take a moment to thank everyone for listening and supporting the Solidarity Podcast. We have continued to grow, and we truly appreciate all those who have shared their support and suggestions for the show. Keep them coming. The reason for this message is that we would like to grow our listenership beyond our membership so we can help some non-union workers gain the knowledge they need to stand up to their employer and take that next step towards solidarity. You can help them achieve that by helping us get noticed. Go to Apple Podcasts and rate and review us. It really does help. You can increase our visibility to others and you just may help someone discover our union. Someone that truly needs some good old-fashioned solidarity at their workplace. Again, thanks for the support. This is Joshua Joseph from UPS Hialeah and you're listening to the Solidarity Podcast. Hello, brothers and sisters. This is the Solidarity Podcast from Teamsters Local 769. I'm Brian Besbiati, but everybody calls me Bebs. We have a big contract announcement coming up in this episode, and a number of great guests to talk about all that has happened since our last summer update. This is a pretty well-rounded episode with something for everyone. Make sure that all of your brothers and sisters at your workplace are in the know, so be sure to spread the word about the podcast and help us grow our listenership. We'd love to hear your feedback as well, so reach out to us on social media, email us at podcast at teamsterslocal769.org, or call our new Solidarity Podcast voicemail line at 786-456-7936, and we may even use your audio on the show. Enough of the buildup, let's get to the news. If you are a regular listener of the Solidarity Podcast, you know we recently published a special episode on the pension crisis. At the general membership meeting on September 19th, Teamsters Local 769 President Josh Zivilich spoke to the members in attendance about that issue. Steve Myers and Andy Mattis went to Washington, D.C. for the political coordinators meeting. You all know, many of you, and I think all of you know, with regard to the pension crisis and the pension bills that we've been working diligently to try to get passed since we last met. House Bill 397, which is formerly known as the Butch Lewis Act, it's now known as the Multi-Employer Pension Rehabilitation Act, was passed in the U.S. House. That's fantastic news. Yes, sir, you should be clapping. We should all be clapping. But for a bill to become a law, a companion bill has to pass in the Senate, and it has to make it past the president. So our real heavy lift remains. And it has been introduced in the Senate. It's Senate Bill 2254. It's now called, again, the Butch Lewis Act. That's what it's uh, called in the Senate. And we are going to be asking all of you at different times, whether it's through social media, mail outs, phone calls, our Facebook, we're going to put a whole program on to try to get our senators to back us on this. Okay, we even did a podcast about it this summer that many of you, I think, listened to. And and it was just explaining, you know, why this bill is so important. It's not a Republican or Democrat issue. It's a Teamster issue. It's a working families issue. It's a retirees issue. So uh, if you haven't done your part in making a phone call to your senators, writing them, what have you, we're going to be reaching out to all of you to do it. You know, just please stay stay informed and plugged in about it, because 
like I said, we're ecstatic that it got through the House, but we have to work hard to try to convince the Senate that this is that important, okay? And we had a staff meeting today. I told all the business agents for any of our employers where we have central states pension, we're gonna be calling particular meetings for all of those companies, for the stewards and members to come in to learn about this bill, to learn about why it's important, and to learn on how we need to get them involved in it. We will keep you informed about those meetings and other opportunities to support this important legislation. Sign up to our mailing list on our website or follow us on social media to always have the latest information. If you haven't heard our special episode on the pension crisis, even though progress has been made on this legislation, listening and educating yourself on this issue can be useful in your ability to communicate the need for others to support this important cause. We will also put important numbers in the show notes. Also at the September general membership meeting, Teamsters Local 769 Recording Secretary Steve Myers read a letter of thanks that was received by Local 769. All right, under communications, um, this was letterhead is from the Communication Workers of America Local 3121, August, dated August 31, 2019, to Josh Zivlich, President at 12365 West Dixie Highway, Miami, Florida, 33161. Dear Josh, thank you for the support provided to Communication Workers of America Local 3121 during the unfair labor practice strike against AT&T from August 22nd to August 28th. The morale, material, and human support contributed to the overall morale of our membership and demonstrated that unity extends beyond the local. The support included Teamster drivers honoring picket lines, which made a strong impression upon our young workers, who had never experienced that sort of unity and connection to workers outside of AT&T. Please com convey our gratitude to the members and the officers of your local in unity Johnny Matassi, yeah. Johnny yeah. Matassi, President, Local 3121, Communication Workers of America. All right. Let me tell you, yeah, absolutely. We think that's a big deal. We really think that's a big deal. I mean, and, and as Teamsters, it just goes without saying, we don't cross picket lines, right? Okay? But we've got to educate our younger members about that because we did have a couple of folks that made deliveries to places, right? I'm happy to tell you that with the advent of technology and cell phones and Facebook, we were made alerted of it, okay? Most of the time, folks honored the picket line, they turned away, whether it was UPS, whether it was YRC, um, ABF, every, the DHL, we had all our Teamster brothers were showing support to those striking AT&T workers. That's what it's all about, all right? And they really did appreciate it. We even had one fellow that you know, didn't realize he had the right to not cross the picket line, not make the delivery. We had a pretty uh, stern discussion with him, and the next day he went out to the picket line with a bunch of bottled water and held picket with the guys. So that's what it's all about. I want to let you all know this is an education process. We don't do it by ourselves. It's with the Stewards Network, so I think you guys deserve a round of applause. I really appreciate it. In other news, Teamsters Local 769 partnered with the IBT Human Rights Commission, UPS, and other organizations to help a 15-year-old Miami Art Studio High School student send aid to Hurricane Dorian survivors in the Bahamas. On Friday, September 13th, Stephen Ferrero, a sophomore student at Miami Art Studio, hosted a hurricane relief collection drive at UPS Air Cargo in Miami. 
Supplies and necessities needed in Bahamian communities such as toiletries, non-perishable food, water, and more were collected and prepared to be sent via UPS Air Cargo. On September 14th, a UPS Airlines Boeing 767 flew from Miami to Nassau carrying 121,000 pounds of humanitarian aid from the Teamsters and other relief agencies. David Renshaw joins us to tell us a little bit more. Hi, David. Hi, Brian. Hope you're doing well. Thanks for having me on today. Yeah, we had um, help putting this together. This particular one, we were able to utilize uh, our previous network system from other natural disasters that have we that we have been a part of on the disaster relief aspect. One in particular, this young gentleman at 15 years old creating his first 501c3 really put his heart and hands together. And we really appreciate all the efforts of everyone involved in this really important shipment uh, of relief for our Bahamian friends and family. This gentleman, Stephen, being 15, he was amazing, a young man, would not have been possible, though, if it wasn't for the efforts of United Parcel Service Air Cargo Division off of Miami Airport. As the airline, they were the method of transportation to get these much-needed goods to the Bahamas. They also worked with multiple organizations. Along with employee donations, we were able to partner up with UPS Car- Air Cargo to be able to connect with multiple charitable organizations, such as Helping Others and Giving Hope. This in itself was a great display of multiple partners within the community answering the call for humanitarian assistance. We're always getting ready for the next one. Um, If anybody is interested in how to be on a a volunteer list and to become more involved pertaining to HRC, which is Human Rights Commission and or the Disaster Relief Program, please feel free to contact me. My office is 305-642. 6255 extension 2236 and my email is drenshaw@teamsterslocal769.org. at org. Brian, thanks for having me on today. Thanks for joining us, David. Teamsters Local 769 really appreciates all of the efforts of everyone involved in this important shipment of relief. Over 1,400 Teamster women from all across North America and Puerto Rico met in Montreal for the 2019 Women's Conference from September 15th through the 17th. The three-day annual conference is filled with opportunities to learn from various educational workshops, panels, and social activities. But most importantly, the conference provides an opportunity for women of all backgrounds to unite and empower one another. We are joined right now by Sister Yvette Dawson, who just returned from the Women's Conference. Hi, Yvette. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Brian. It's great to be here. So how was it? How was Montreal? Oh, Montreal was great. The weather was absolutely divine. 40s and 50s and in the daytime 60s. So that was a great change from Florida. Who were some of the guest speakers at the event? Well, this year's guest speaker, uh, the director of the conference was uh, Nina Bugby. And we have our own um, president, James P. Hoff. We had Ken Hall. And we had a whole host of... um, IBT trainers at the conference this year. What were some of the workshops that made the biggest impression on you? Well, we had 29 workshops at this this year's conference, but because of time constraint, we were only allowed to do five. My favorite was TikTok, Only Your Clock. We also had Dennis Taylor talking about the UPS contract. So what was your biggest takeaway from the event? 
I was impressed mostly with how how united we were as a union because we had a member there that had um, lost 27 family member in Hurricane Dorian, and she's out of Chicago. And the 1,400 plus members came together and rallied, and we got her almost almost twenty thousand dollars before we left. So I was impressed with that. How quickly this union, Teamsters all over the country and the world came together to just support one person who was in distress. Right. No, that's amazing. Yes. This year's conference was all about union solidarity and women's solidarity. It was powerful and very meaningful to all men and women who were present. Thanks for joining us, Yvette. Oh, you're quite welcome. See you next time. We'll be back after this. Hey, Teamster members. Registration is now open for the annual golf tournament benefiting the Teamsters Local 769 Scholarship Fund. Come swing some clubs with your fellow Teamsters at the beautiful Palm Air Country Club in Pompano Beach, Florida on Saturday, October 19, 2019. Registration begins with a continental breakfast at 6.30 a.m. before we head out on the Oaks course for a shotgun start at 7.30. After the tournament there will be an Italian buffet lunch and prizes awarded for closest to the pin on all par threes, our straightest drive, and a putting contest just to name a few. Sponsorship opportunities are available as well, so if you know of a company that would like to sponsor this great cause, please visit teamsterslocal769.org where you can find our registration form and more information. If you need, you can always call the office at 305-642-6255. Thanks. This is Nelton Dones from UPS West Palm, and you're listening to the Solidary Podcast. In our main story this month, Teamsters Local 769 and the city of Fort Lauderdale have reached a tentative agreement on a three-year deal. Upon ratification, this agreement will cover through September 30th, 2022. We are joined now by Teamsters Local 769 business agent Andy Mattis, to discuss some highlights. How are you, Andy? I'm well, thank you, Brian. First of all, I want to thank our uh, our entire bargaining committee and all of our shop stewards for all the hard work that they've done over the last four to five months to um, get us to a place now where we have a tentative agreement with the city. Right. It's been quite a process, especially dealing with a city that has cried poverty for the last several months and budget woes. But I think uh, the finished product is a really good one, and um, I'm excited to roll it out to the members and go over with them exactly what it is that they'll be gaining within the next three years. Right, right. I hear the big news is uh, some of these guys have a pension now. That's correct. I would say about 60% of the employees or anyone who was hired after 2007, which represents about 60% of the employees, were not part of a defined benefit, and now they will be. They will now have the opportunity to go into the Florida retirement system, which is the fourth largest pension in the United States. It's very well funded, and these folks can now look forward to working the rest of their career, hopefully, in the city of Fort Lauderdale and, you know, get a real a real retirement. And also the fact that if they do decide that they wanted to go to another city or work for the state that does have FRS, those years would count towards that time. And we're very excited about this opportunity. We're going to be doing a lot of education on this issue over the next several months that's, for our members. Yep, that's big news. As far as pay? Well, the pay, you know, that was where we had a struggle, but I think that, you know, the end result is a very decent one. You know, when you take a look at the fact that we're going to combine merit pay and the COLA, you know, most people will probably over the next three years get at least a minimum of 13% increase 
the union did a lot of background on actually trying to figure out how many people would be able to get the maximum raises based on what we've negotiated. And it turns out 98% of the people over the last two years, which were based on reports that the city provided to me, all have received above satisfactory marks on their work performance, which allows them to top pay, which is about 3% a year on top of the 1% in the first year for the COLA and then one and a half, one and a half plus the three, three and three. So it equates to about 13% over three years. If for some reason somebody doesn't get a above satisfactory and only receives a satisfactory over the next three years, the minimum increases they would receive would be about eight and a half percent. But most people are going to get that 13%. Right. Great. Any other highlights? Yeah. Well, I think another uh, uh, big highlight too is the healthcare. I, the healthcare of the city per their current contract right now was required to pay $800 per month to for each employee. Um, that's going to be going up to $929 per month come January of 2020. And the city is going to absorb that cost. The employees, based on a uh, health care meeting that I was I attended last past week, are only going to have to pay a 2% increase based only on their current copay. So most of our folks are paying, if they have single coverage, depending on what plan they're in, they are paying about 100 bucks a month. So they'll see like a $2 increase. Those who have family coverage think the most they'll see is a 6 to $8 increase per month on their health care, which in this day and age is very uh, cheap. Wow, that's great. And, and also sustain the same level of benefits. There were no cuts to any of the current benefit levels, which is another important thing. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and then just lastly, you know, something I find that I think is really important, even though it's not economic, it's you know not an economic issue, is that now the city has to hold labor management meetings with uh, the union. Sixty days after the contract is ratified, the city and the union are going to meet to map out a memorandum of understanding on how we will move forward with labor management meetings. We only have one department citywide that actually holds labor management meetings with its employees. So we're going to hopefully, you know, moving forward, make these labor management meetings more fruitful and uh, more importantly, making sure that the workers have a real voice on the issues of concern that they would like to address with the management. So that, to me, is a very big deal as well. Great. And the information I have here is an FRS and contract education meeting is scheduled for Thursday, October 3rd. Is that correct? Yes. Thursday, October 3rd at 6 p.m. We put out a notice. We've had about 70 people bond already. So we're looking forward to having a good meeting. We're going to have somebody there who is well-versed on FRS going over, you know, how, the basics of the plan. It'll be, it, it's just an initial meeting. So it'll be a very, it'll be a very rudimentary discussion, just the basics of FRS. I know people have a lot of questions and uh, we hope to continue to hold these, you know, over the next, well, actually up until they actually go into the FRS, which uh, commences October 1st of 2020. Okay. Is this meeting open to members only or? No, it's open to members and non-members. Part of our organizing and, you know, and working with those who are not members of the union is to actually show them the value of having a union. And we believe that opening up our doors to allow people to come in and see and hear exactly what the union has done and more importantly, what the union has accomplished on their behalf, hopefully will you know, get people to understand why becoming a member of the union is uh, really important. I mean, the stronger we get, the more members there are. Hopefully, three years from now, we'll be able to get an even better contract. Well, great, great. And uh, we'll have a link to that 
meeting information in our show notes. Congratulations, Andy. That Great job. Thank you very much, Brian. I appreciate the time and uh, your efforts in getting this word out to our members. Thank you. We'll be back after this. Hi, Teamster parents. Are you aware that Teamsters Local 769 has a scholarship fund benefiting the children of Local 769 members? Teamster parents work hard to provide for their children, and funding for a good education is a concern for all who have children nearing the end of high school. Teamsters Local 769 Scholarship Fund is something all of the children of our members are eligible for, and all 2019 graduating seniors are eligible to apply. An application can be downloaded from our website at teamsterslocal769.org, so spread the word about the scholarship fund to all of your fellow Teamsters with children entering college this year. Teamsters Local 769 Scholarship Fund is just another example of how our local stands up for our brothers and sisters and their families. For more information, visit our website at teamsterslocal769.org slash solidarity or call us at 305-642-6255. Thanks. This is Sean Bryson from uh, UPS Hialeah, and you're listening to the Solidarity Podcast. Special thanks this month to David Renshaw, Andy Mattis, and Yvette Dawson for their help with this episode. And, as always, Teamsters Local 769 Solidarity Podcast is produced by the officers and staff of Local 769, including Josh Zivilich, Roly Pena, and Steve Myers, with contributions by Local 769 business agents and by me, Brian Besbiati. We encourage you to visit our website at teamsterslocal769.org slash solidarity. There you will find show notes and additional info as well as links to our social media pages. You can also email us at podcast at teamsterslocal769.org or you can leave us a voicemail at 786-456-7936. If you leave a message we can use, we may include your comment or answer your question in an upcoming episode. Be sure to subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you find podcasts, and we encourage you to tell our sisters and brothers about the show as well. Our theme song, The Vendetta, was composed by Stefan Kartenberg and additional music titled Onion Capers by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com were used in this episode, both licensed under Creative Commons Attribution License. Until next time, remember, in unity there is strength. Bye, folks. Bye, folks.